We live in a very mobile world. Everyone is in a hurry to get somewhere. Throughout Scripture, God often taught people the greatest lessons along the journey. Today, we continue with Scott Pauley, our study through the great journeys of the Bible. Our prayer is that you will rediscover the adventure of walking with God. Sometimes when we study the Bible, we get so uh, locked in to the details right where we're studying. I'm talking about the definition of a word and all the intricacies in a passage, and that's very important. And I recommend that you, you study the words and the details. But sometimes we can do that so much that we miss the big picture, the broad themes, uh, how things are connected in Scripture, how the, the Old and the New Testament work together. Uh, what one great author called the unfolding drama of redemption. And frankly, until you can get the bird's eye view, the big picture, you have a hard time understanding all of the parts because all the parts make the whole. When you read the Bible, basically the Bible is a book of journeys. And we've been studying many of these great journeys of the Bible, but have you noticed the great movements? For example, uh, first in Scripture, it seems that the journey of all of humanity was away from God. And that's what you see in Adam and Eve. That's what you see in Cain and Abel. That's what you see in the world of Noah's day. It's like the whole world is running in the opposite direction. That's what sin does. It's a movement away from God. It's a journey out of God's perfect will. And then it's as if Scripture begins to shift as the Lord shows us that His desire is to bring all of humanity back into fellowship with Him, into a real relationship with God, back to Himself. That's really the story of the Bible. It's the story of salvation. It is the Lord coming to us to bring us to Him. And so, where man first was journeying away from God, we learn in Scripture then how man is brought back to God. And that's beautiful, the journey to the Lord. Then when you come to the early pages of the New Testament, the church age, what does the Lord do? He sends the church back out. He saves us from this world, then He sends us right back into the world to tell others how they can be saved. So then the movement is that we are carrying the good news to all people. We'll come back to that thought in just a moment. Then when you come to the end of the New Testament, the end of Scripture, all of humanity is being brought to God. Uh, sinners are being brought to God in judgment. Believers are being brought to God for eternal uh, blessing and to make their eternal abode with Him. Uh, but in the end, everything comes back to God. So you see these great movements in Scripture, these great journeys, if you will, and we are living in the church age. We are living in an age of grace. We're living in the age of the Spirit. We're living in this little parenthesis between the first coming of Christ and the second coming of Christ, and what is our job? Our job is also to make a journey. In Acts chapter 1, the first page, if you will, of the New Testament church, in Acts 1 verse 8, we read Jesus' words to the first church. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. 
Now, we're going to get a little geography lesson, but I want to tell you right up front, this is more than geographical. This is spiritual. This is the Lord's advance of His kingdom. This is the Lord's advance of His work in this world. This is what God always intended would happen. And so God says, here's what I want. I want people who will be spirit-filled witnesses to Christ. That's what every one of us are supposed to be, spirit-filled witnesses to Christ. The Holy Ghost will come upon you. That happened first on the day of Pentecost. It happens now every time a believer comes to God through faith in the Lord Jesus. He's indwelt by the Holy Spirit. The Bible says if you have not the Spirit of God, you're none of His. So you receive the Holy Spirit on the day you receive the Lord Jesus as your personal Savior. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Christ. So the Holy Ghost comes upon you. And then the natural thing is you become witnesses unto Christ. You begin to tell others of the Christ who has changed your life. But now here's the journey. Notice this explosion of the gospel. The Bible says, "...ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth." If you were looking at a map of Jesus' day, you would see it's like rings. Imagine ripples in a pond moving from the center, from the, from the middle, all the way out to the farthest expanse. That's exactly what's described in Acts 1 verse 8. I don't know of any verse that I think shows any greater that God's heart is a heart for the whole world than Acts chapter 1 verse number 8. He said, let's begin in Jerusalem. Why? Because God always begins somewhere in some specific place. And we know, of course, that Jerusalem has always had a special place in God's plan through the ages. And so we continue to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We know someday our Lord's going to rule and reign from the city of Jerusalem. But it all began in Jerusalem. Now that's where our Lord was crucified. That's where the Holy Spirit would be poured out on the day of Pentecost. That's where 3,000 would believe on Christ when the gospel was preached. That's where the first church would be located in Jerusalem. But now watch. Though that's the place where He starts, it is not the place where it stops. You see, in God's work, there's always a place to start, but there's no place to stop. And so we move from Jerusalem to all Judea and Samaria. So now we're moving to the immediate area around Jerusalem. And then we're moving beyond to the general region, uh, to the adjacent region, Samaria. You remember that the Samaritans were a despised people. I love this. The Lord is showing us from the very beginning uh, that no matter what you think of people, God loves them. And no matter what some man's prejudice may be, God loves all people and wants all people to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. And so Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and then, how far, Lord? Unto the uttermost part of the earth. Don't you love that? The uttermost. Hebrews tells us that our God is able to save to the uttermost. Well, we're to carry the gospel to the uttermost part of the earth. Now, the interesting thing is, when you study the rest of the book of Acts, it follows this general pattern. For example, chapters 1 through 7 primarily are set in Jerusalem. God is doing a great work in Jerusalem. Then when you come to chapters 8 through 12, primarily the setting is Judea and Samaria. So the gospel advances. Then when you come to chapters 13 through 28, guess what? It goes to the uttermost parts of the earth. Uh, you're going to end in Rome, the, the seat of the empire, uh, the head of the, the greatest government in the world at the time, the uttermost parts of the earth. And so there's a gospel advance here. 
So let's apply this to our lives today because this is more than history. This is to be reality to us. This is more than just for these people. This is to be personal for us. Let's get specific for a moment. Where's your Jerusalem? Are you working in your Jerusalem to seek people for Jesus Christ? I challenged a group of churches this year uh, to use the theme in their church, a vision for our town. Take your town for Christ. Begin right where you are. If you won't reach people with the gospel where you are, you're not going to do it somewhere else. So begin in Jerusalem. You're a steward of the place and the people where God has placed you. And then Judea and Samaria. How about your region, your state? Uh, what about your nation? What about even the despised people? Think of the Samaritans, the, the out-of-the-way people, the outcast people. Reach them with the gospel. And then the uttermost part of the earth. We're not to do one of these. We're to do all of these. That's why the Bible says both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost part of the earth. I'm going to challenge you today to take a trip, uh, to take a journey for the Lord to individuals carrying with you the glorious message of salvation through Jesus Christ. Start where you are and keep on traveling for the Lord until Jesus comes again. Thank you for joining us today for this time in God's Word. For additional messages, resources, and helps for your Christian life, visit us at scottpauley.org. We hope you will share the broadcast with a friend and plan to join us again next time on Enjoying the Journey.